A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We are back again. It's Wednesday, and you're with the Mocha Boys, Mocha 2.0 on your Wrestle Talk podcast to channel from members and Patreon backers. This is the intro. Yes, it is Wednesday. You know what that means. The Boca 2.0 boys are back at it again, here to talk about NXT 2.0. I am SP3. This is Sat E Nyangi, Mommy Nyangi's baby boy. Who Zanya's has to save? Papa. Oh, Zanya's <laughs> Papa. Our baby's got a shout out. If you guys are making an, a, a, a Wikipedia page about us, yeah, these are some information you should know about us. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you. you you only get it here on the intro or the outro. We don't we don't we don't divulge that type of information on the regular show. So we care. We care I, about our member birds. Yeah, her name in public is AstraZeneca. You you get that right? I know you're American and I don't know what you guys are using. I took the Pfizer as well, but AstraZeneca was clotting up the whole system. Wow. Okay. Yeah, though. But it's okay. It is okay. We are here to talk about NXT 2.0. But speaking of your beautiful baby girl, how was your first Father's Day, Seth? You know, you're not gonna do this. We've done this already. See, SP knows the truth about this. SP knows I hate Father's Day, I hate Mother's Day, I hate Easter, I hate Christmas, I tolerate my birthday. So, yes, every holiday they tell you to do stuff, I hate it. I hate feeling like a sheep. Stop telling me what to do. But it was great. It was great. My partner got me a card. I enjoyed that. That, that was lovely. Yes. Don't, don't, you don't give evil, me that look. You evil, evil man. You evil, evil man. You, you, this don't, evil you man. don't enjoy. Yes, you don't enjoy holidays. Like what, what type of what type of person, what type of dark art and dark heart, dark heart. words developed for you as a child that you don't enjoy holidays? Working class background. That's what it is. That's the only time of the year <laughs> to let you know you ain't that rich. The middle class people, they got them gifts. You got a gift when you didn't ask for it. When you got a sperm donor, that's as useless that I had. I wanted WCW NWO Thunder. Do you know what he got me? A pair of shoes. Piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> My mom gave him money. She knew I wanted. That's- My mom's like. <laughs> 
See, that's why I, I, I went all out when I was at the daycare. I went all out on Mother's Day. I used to make my mom something. I used to, if I had some money, I would call my sisters up. Like, what you getting, mom? I'll put some money down on that. I used to go all out. For my dad, man, he would only see me like once a year. I would I would be like, hey, dad, happy Father's Day. Oh, F them <laughs> that's guys. all I would do forever. Okay, SB, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. For the patron backers, and you know, this is a, this this is the reason why I did used to celebrate Mother's Day. I bought my mom a nice locket necklace, Mama Nyangi. She got a nice necklace. But my other half told me a story about how they must have forgotten to get that mom a Mother's Day present, and she held a grudge. And I was like, a made-up holiday made your mom be cross with you guys. That for me is my last. Like I already had issues with it in the first place. But how it manipulates an emotion of a human being to be mad at their kids over a made-up holiday that's disguised to take money from them in the first place? Uh-uh! I can't do that. <clears throat> He's like, Austin. He's like, eh. No, I can't no, do that. No, no, no. It put me off. I won't be allowed for that. That's like, your, that's like your other half getting angry at your daughter or son for forgetting. Like, she's that had a visceral reaction. Is that your birthday? No. Is that is that some a loved one's special day, your wedding anniversary? No. It's a made-up holiday that made her upset. Can never be me. Can never be sat, ladies and gentlemen. Look, sat, connect the dots, guys. Refuses. Connect the dots. <laughs> can never be me, guys. <laughs> he can never be sat. He is not about that life. He is not about the holiday life. He's a Scrooge. He's a Scrooge, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. It's okay. I I will make your Scrooge heart feel feel lighter. On this edition of the NXT 2.0 review on the Wrestle Talk Podcast YouTube channel. So let's get to it. So to talk about this vignette that we saw that introduced Jordan Devlin or reintroduced Jordan Devlin to NXT 2.0 as he was a former NXT Cruiserweight Champion on this show. Uh, we see a vign- oh, will you stop? Uh, we see a vignette for Jordan Devlin who talks about the winds of change coming to NXT. He says to never bet against an ace and it was re- it is revealed that it is Jordan Devlin and he for some reason he winks, but he has sunglasses on. I was like <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, why did you wink and you have sunglasses on? That was very confusing. But uh he he we do see his new name is JD McDonough and he is coming soon. So what is your thoughts? Jordan Devlin, he was one of the best in-ring performers for NXT UK. He had a great matchup with Ilya Dragunov in a Loser Leaves NXT UK matchup, which he lost to Dragunov. And now he was he was gone from NXT UK. A lot of people assumed that he would be getting called up to the main, the proper NXT, NXT 2.0. So now he is here. JD McDonough is born. What do you think? You know what? Let's talk about the positive, all right? Because we're, we're, you know, we're, we're usually a positive show. That That's like our, our brand. The main event scene needs more credible wrestlers. So that's what J.D. McDonough, or Wade Barrett may say, J.D. McDonough, J.D. McDonough. Because you know what he's going to say that. McDonough. He can add credibility to a main event scene that's very... Very 
bare bones at the moment. Because we all know, as much as I want Cameron Grimes to be the one to usurp um, Bron Breaker, we all know that Jorn Wagner, <laughs> Jorn Wagner, he is nipping at the heels. It's like the John Cena 2.0 thing. I'm going to go back to JD because that's the question you asked. I can see the main event scene, how it goes, the monster hill they're building up, just to feed, feed to Bron Breaker. You have to get through that. So I see that after he gets through Cameron Grimes, he's going to need someone. After Von Wagner is done, he's going to need a new opponent. And that new opponent will be JD McDonough or Vetti, Vinny, Vinci, Giovanni Vinci. Just repackage everybody. That's what they're going to do with NXT 2.0. They're going to repackage the guys that they don't feel are ready for the main roster. Even someone like Jordan Devlin, who was the Irish ace, the reason that he got that name is because he was the main champion in over-the-top wrestling and, you know, OTT. He had classic matches with uh, Redacted Star as well as Valter and tore it up over there before coming to NXT UK, and he's had great matches there there as well, especially his latest bunch of matches with Ilya Dragunov, and he had a great match on NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver in 20, 2020. Again, what, why, why? Why are you doing this? His square head is going to be on my screen. Guys, I have to review this square head. You know, I'm speaking out for goodness sake about his square head. It's so bloody big. Alright? Bring us back Finn Bella. Don't give us this Finn Bella. You know, that, I didn't got to talk about that. And another thing I have to mention very quickly, well, I mean, my spiel. They promised us part two of Nathan Fraser's backstory. Did it happen this week? Nope. <laughs> hey, they did not say it was coming this week. They just said to be continued. Oh, I thought... See? They confused <laughs> me because I thought Sanger was going to wrestle Exion this week as well. But guess what? That's next week. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they seem to promote things for last week that is going to happen next week and not this week, apparently. I don't know. They just set things up. We did get a part two of uh, Apollo Crews writing in his journal, though. His failed CBS pilot show. I think they're doing a, a failed CBS show where Apollo Crews can see into his future in the WWE and is very grim. So he got himself a new job where he writes in his diary and he busts crime. That's his new it's, job. It's, it's CSI Nigeria. There you go. It's <laughs> CSI Nigeria. <laughs> Commander Aziz. Uh, spun, uh, yes, we were talking about, but we're talking about JD McDonough. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be optimistic about JB, JD McDonough. Like I said, I think he is an accomplished in ring performer. He is SpongeBob Finn Balor. Um, Sponge because of, yeah, <laughs> SpongeBob Finn Balor with that S- head. SP. And I'm, you're, I'm you're someone the UK. with a big head. So I can appreciate someone. No, no. I've met him. Your head's smaller than mine. Uh, SP, someone said Tesco Finn Balor. That should be highlighted. As a person, K, you know what Tesco is by now. So Tesco Finn Balor. I don't, I don't have any idea. Over. It's a supermarket. They call him a oh. supermarket version of Finn Balor. You've been here for three months. I, sh- I got you the wrong book. It should not be butts in seats. It should be English quirkwillies or English slang words for Americans. English, yes, give me give me English slang for, for dummies. Uh, that's what I needed. But we want to hear 
from all of you, what do you think about JD McDonough? Are you optimistic about his chances on the NXT 2.0 roster? Are you like sat and you're somewhat in the middle? You're trying to be positive, but you're also making fun of the of the name change. At the end of the day, the I'm JD does fun. represent Jordan Devlin. So does I it? call him Jordan Devlin Mc, uh, McDonough. Jordan Devlin McDonough. Well, <sighs> I, JDM, I'm gonna make it JDM JDM exactly. JDM. I'm not. I'm not making fun of the name change. I'm fine with the name change. It's just I don't like his big head. <laughs> he, he unnerves me. I look at his scrawny arms and big head. I'm like, why does your head not match your arms? You need some girth. So people, stop body shaming Adam Cole. Stop body shaming JD McDonough. He needs it. But yes, we want to hear from all of you what you thought about the show, what you think about JD McDonough, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Send us those mocha chats, but we're going to get into the show before we read your mocha chats at the end of the show. Great value. Finn Balor. Yes, keep bringing in those uh, those 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 names for JD McDonough. That is better than JD McDonough, actually. I, I JD like McDonough is a good name. It's like yeah. my, one of my favorite playwrights, director. Martin McDonough, the director of In Bruges. That's how I know how to say it, because he's one of my favorite directors. Martin McDonough, spelled the same way. In Bruges. Have you seen In Bruges? No. You haven't? No. Well, watch it tonight with Wifey, In Bruges. That's on me, bro. No, we got we to gotta watch Love Island. I am the new Forbidden Door, and I oh. watch Love Island. And Paul with a new nickname. Paul with a new nickname. Why are you yes. the new Forbidden Door? Let people know why. I'm, no, I, I'm the new media forbidden door because yes. like draymond green draymond green came up with the term new media because he's a basketball player who after the games does his own podcast well i am the leader of the new media for professional wrestling and wrestling and wrestling media i am the new media and i am the forbidden door because i work here i work with true hill heat i work with believe in pro wrestling i work with inside the ropes so yes Grap i City. am you're fitting in for Grap City. I'm going to be on Grap City this week. I'm going to be over on Fightful. I'm on Fightful Overbooked. So, yes, I am the new media forbidden door. Hashtag it. Put it in the live chat. Send us in a mocha chat. Send it. Put it on Twitter and tag me. The new media forbidden door. That's me. SB, but, uh, Handsome Bob created a great nickname you can use for JD McDonough. You can call him JD Madonna, as in the singer Madonna. <laughs> Just think that. Handsome Bob moving on. <laughs> Good job, Bob. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's talk about NXT 2.0 from last night on the USA Network. The show starts off from earlier today. We see Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams and Tony D'Angelo with with the family arriving at the CWC for the main event for the North American Championship between Melo and Tony D. But then we go right into a match, which is a a little a little change of pace, which we always enjoy there. Uh, Solo Sokoa versus Grayson Waller which is two very decent performers who are over with the crowd. So uh, before the match, Waller gets on the microphone and he says he's sick of hearing about Solo Sokoa. And he then steals Jay Lethal's nickname, calling himself the greatest first-generation talent in WWE history. There's only one. It's Jay Lethal. Can only be one. It's Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal came up with that back in like 2003. Grayson Waller, you ain't fooling me. You ain't fooling me. Uh, Waller says that the <laughs> Waller, Waller Waller says that the fans are all solo in their lives, so that's why they like Solo Sokoa. Great line, enjoyed that. Uh, after After Grayson says he's gonna tell everyone what he thinks, uh, Solo attacks him in the entry entrance way. Uh, Solo has Grayson up for a Samoan drop, but Waller grabs the turnbuckle pad to avoid it and pulls it off. This would become very important, so I need to write this down in my notes because when he did it, I was like, oh, this is going to be the finish. <laughs> this is going to be the finish. Uh, yeah. So then uh, they trade control with Solo making a comeback after Waller's heat segment. Sokoa uh, reverses the rolling stunner into a Samoan drop and heads to the top rope for the flying Solo, but Grayson rolls out of the way. He heads towards the exposed turnbuckle. And when Solo charges, he moves. So he goes into the exposed turnbuckle, leading to Grayson hitting the rolling stunner 
for the victory. And I thought this was a solid opener and a huge win for Grayson Waller after all the, you know, the trouble that uh, that he had with Solo Sokoa in the tag team matchup. And then last week during their little promo segment. And it was a big setback for Solo Sokoa in his quest for the NXT North American title. So what did you think about this opener? Shocking results. See, if I was a betting man, if I was betting with people's money, I would have put money on Solo Sikoa finally shutting up Grayson Waller after weeks and weeks and weeks of him trying to insert himself into Solo Sikoa's business. He goes and beats him. He fell for the oldest trick in the book. Even his dad would have fell for it as well, smacking his back and then rolling stunner. If I had missed that point, I would have thought as clean as a sheet. Um, that to me also goes to say that they're extending this feud. Because I guess at the moment, they don't have anything for Grayson after this. And Solo can always go for the North American title. But then again, Carmelo Hayes is kind of involved in a feud that's not his. He's a third man in a feud that's not his. So he can easily be freed up. But anyway, yeah, I see. I, I don't see this ending. But Grayson Waller's got a great history of winning his feuds. Ask the former LA Knight, Max Dupree. Lost. Sango, lost. So he's been winning. I mean, Andre Chase, he got his win back from him. I mean, he's the kind of guy that's been winning a lot of his feuds. But I hope Solo Sokol wins because he's more over. He's the one they seem like they've been grooming for to be the next North American champion. Uh, I hope that this is just a, a, a filler feud for both guys until they can get close to SummerSlam time. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. It was just a loss for Solo Sokoa, so he doesn't get his North American title shot too soon. I think they're going to wait to the SummerSlam weekend or whatever the big uh, summer show is for NXT, whether it's going to be in Cardiff, like our good brother Alex McCarthy kind of teased, that they're going to have multiple shows out in the UK before ca- Clash at the Castle at in Cardiff, Wales, or if it's going to be during SummerSlam weekend, I think they wanted to prolong that, so that's why he took the loss here and it wasn't a clean loss it was just cleaner than a lot of the other losses that we see nowadays in nxt but i thought it was a good match and i think we're gonna see probably a rematch between these two where solo does win i don't know i always find uh turnbuckle finishes very offensive i remember when hacksaw jim duggan smacked his chest in the in the corner in a match against bam bam bigelow in king of the ring 993 i was like silly sausage should have avoided that I just, I, I something about very stupid about that. Just, you seriously seen that coming? If that was me, I'll avoid that turn back like the plague. But uh, I'm not a wrestler. What do well, I know? Uh- his his head his head is invisible. He even did that during the matchup. But and when you expose the turnbuckle, it's different, I guess. So that's why it didn't work out for him. Um, <laughs> We then go backstage where Mackenzie Mitchell is interviewing Tony D'Angelo and the family. He talks about Legato uh, facing Roderick Strong and Damian Kemp later in the show. Uh, while he will beat Carmelo Hayes for the American title, uh, Tony D also brings up Electra Lopez. We've been asking about her. He brought her up and he says that she's doing exactly what he wants her to do, which... I don't know about you. That didn't sound right. That didn't sound too um, PG or it sound too proper. In my I didn't opinion. think, you know what? That didn't cross my mind until you said that. I was very innocent thinking she's cleaning the boats or something, guys. She's Rubbing cooking. the shoes. She's shining the shoes at the, at the shop. Mama D's recipe. She's learning that in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Hey, get in the kitchen, you gabagoo. 
the Gabagools. Uh, Tony D reminds Santos that if he doesn't walk out as the NXT North American champion, there will be hell to pay. But Escobar says he understands, Don. So uh, they seemed like a, like on the same page for most no, of that. But he, Santos, he Santos, yeah, Santos, you could feel the undertone of the tension coming from Santos. Throughout SB, that. you have to admit, the uh, acting performance by Santos Escobar is incredible. This guy, I must sing his praises because I don't know if he's got acting. Did he do telenovelas back when he was wrestling in Mexico? I don't know, but the guy for me has got chops. The way he delivers lines, the way his face, you know, it's like a, a, he does so much with so little. I can see Shawn Michaels in him because Shawn Michaels used to be good with that, where the facial expression, even though he did know to overact at times, but when he did rein it in at times, the facial acting like, yes, boss <laughs> like ah, i love that i can see the, the gears spinning in his head santos escobar should be on the main roster i'm gonna continue saying this the storyline is gone how we predicted but yeah he's making it happen i'm somewhat enjoying it because of him He's doing his best. I, I like Tony D. Tony D plays a good foil to Santos Escobar, but I don't know if this is leading to them breaking apart, but we're going to get into the main event when we get to the question. End of question. The show. You're, you're, you're a new media man. I, I, I need to know why is two dimes still on my screen? I swear he was released. We all said he was released. Was this recorded two weeks ago? Did yes, someone... they, they recorded two episodes of NXT two weeks ago before the release disgusting he eats up the screen with no charisma i well, yeah i'll give them credit because we're gonna get to legato del fantasma versus diamond mine they did they did create a reason for him to be gone in storyline with the finish which we'll get into but before that tag team matchup we had a woman's tag team matchup of katana chance and kaden carter versus yulisa leon and valentina ross um this is my girl when you use in the ring i'm like yo guys that's break get our truth that's break because i want to do this as well because i got them hips yes the hips don't SP. lie come on sp sp's been dancing with an italian woman for a few years now sp's got afro latino blood so he's got rhythm in his soul rhythm in his blood i love it man when you listen to dance i'm rhythm like i need more of her in my soul cody oh no uh leon tries dancing but kaden catches her with a drop kick early that sends her into the ropes uh both teams trade off offense back and forth until kaden and katana isolate feroz uh kaden hits a super kick on feroz and then uh they hit their net breaker 450 splash combo to to win pretty fun match but yeah it was still basic you know these are a lot of these are four women that are still developing in this developmental brand but i thought it was a fun matchup for what it was especially kaden and katana's finisher is always looks nice it's like a, a nice twist on the motor city machine gun skull and bones so what did you think i think katana and kaden have fine-tuned the, the tag team wrestling uh, but I also wrote down a few things in my notes, which I'll make SP3 uh, roll his eyes and groan. So Yulisa and Valentina needs to dance with Shanky, because Shanky's not dancing at the moment. Sanga. No, don't. He, she, they ain't taking Sanga's girls. Those are Sanga's girls. Speaking of Sanga, I wrote that Sanga should pass the women around like Vince and Laurinaitis. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. I'm putting them on timeout for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Jesus. Shaggy's like this. Elise is like this. Pass them homies around. I, but but I do I do want to say I do want I do want uh Senka and Shanky to be a team so we could have the skyscraping Shanky and Senka the Thunder. That's like the, the skyscraping thunder. That's a great that's a great tag team name. That is a great tag team name, and then they could pass it to the Hobie Vera afterwards, and they'd be a great team. Ain't no fun. I can't do the rest of the song because we don't have copyrights, but still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna sing it too well. You're gonna sing it too well. Uh, backstage, we see uh, Wesley. He's thinking to himself, and he will address the NXT universe next. And we got that promo right after that. He made his entrance, looking quite conflicted. And Wes thanks the fans and appreciates the love they give him each and every week. CWC starts chanting, "You deserve it." You deserve it. Lee says he needs it. After the past three months he's had, Wes says he's gone from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. He went from the two-time NXT Tag Team Champion reigning supreme with his best friend and brother to having the world explode right under their feet. Wes is almost in tears at this point, and he says his tears, he wears his tears proudly. Wes says he's found pain and anger to the point of not acting like himself, and he apologizes to the fans for that. He talks about proving himself and proved that Wes Lee could stand on his own two feet. And he tried to prove that against Zion Quinn and Sanga. But before he could continue, out comes our boy, Trick Williams. He comes out to interrupt. Trick says, maybe the truth is he uh his he got he left his brother behind, or his brother left him behind. Maybe his boy is gone because he he's uh he just wanted to leave him behind and didn't want to be with Wes Lee anymore. Wes responds by saying he has no idea what he did for his brother and what he did, uh, you know, what they did together and what they accomplished. Lee says Trick can never understand that because he always plays second fiddle to his homeboy. He West says for all the hype he throws at Mello, he wonders if he has any left for himself and Ooh. Lee challenges Trick to get into the ring and prove it. Trick calls West uh, Afro Thunder and then, <laughs> then says they work on his time and William says he will do like all of his friends in Just Lee. I thought that this was a nice, effective way to kind of kickstart a feud, give give Trick Williams kind of his first feud on his own because he came out to his own music. This is not him latching on to Mellow and being part of Mellow's feud. This is him starting a whole new feud on his own against Wesley. And I like the little juxtaposition between them with Trick having his best friend that he started in NXT 2.0 with while Wesley hasn't. But I, I thought that this was a very convoluted way to talk about something that they can't talk about which him. is Nash Carter being him. released as him best friend brother like Lover. all of this that guy to not acknowledge who's missing from this but it it was it was a little bit of realism in my NXT storyline so I gotta hand it to him this was probably the best segment of the night for me 
you know, it's one of those things where SP3 would have said, we wish they would have done this from the beginning because we knew Wesley was frustrated, it was bubbling, but it came to the point because they couldn't address things. They're like, why is he miserable? And when he starts saying all these things, oh yeah, crap, he was two times champion. <laughs> and next thing you know, storyline purposes, you're not champion anymore, keep it moving. So first of all, shout out to Wesley's t-shirt. That t-shirt is cool. I want that t-shirt, very 90s, very New Jack Swing. They broke kayfabe, but the thing that kind of annoyed me a bit, even though when Wesley cut the promo, it didn't feel like a promo. It felt real. It felt like months of frustration he could finally let out. But Michael Hickenbottom's got a trope. It's called teary-eyed babyface promo. And we all know how great that did for Cameron Grimes, right? I mean, connect the dots in my head. Fiery babyface promos. Oh, sorry, teary-eyed babyface promos. Do you think I was missing was Wesley talking about his father or his mother or someone like that? And go, or Man. losing his smile. Yeah. That's, that's, why, that's why Michael Hickenbottom loves those teary-eyed promos, because he lost his smile one day. Exactly. So Trick Williams said, my brother, my brother, Wah, my brother, my brother left me. So yeah, I'm happy we finally got this. And you're right, this is Trick's first uh, feud without Carmelo Hayes. He came out with new music. If it was Jim Johnson running the joint, he would have came out to Carmela's old theme because that's what Jim used to do. He's like, you're, you're Jim Neidhart. You come out to the Hall Foundation theme, something like that. But yeah, uh, I, I've, we've seen Trick wrestle. He's still kicking and punching in the ring. He's introducing new moves. One day we hit the high, Harlem side kick to the face like he's meant to. Uh, but yeah, uh, Wesley's a great person to, I guess, camouflage the rookiness of trick at the moment and it's you know what it's something new something fresh we didn't see it coming i mean exion can move on to sango potentially beat him because no offense to sango he seems like a friendly job at the moment but yeah I'm, I'm excited as you are yeah i think i think this is gonna be maybe a short-term feud that they pay off on television and it's probably going to lead to wesley versus carmelo hayes for the north american championship and i'm just like yes give me that Give me that. If they don't want to go directly to Solo Sokoa beating uh, Carmelo Hayes for this North American championship, like we've been calling for the last couple of months, I think the best way to keep him busy is to transition, you know, Wesley getting a big win over Trick Williams and then getting a shot at the North American title against Carmelo you, you Hayes. You small. You think, you think like, I don't. I'm just like, oh, where's this going? <laughs> I wonder what is this for? <laughs> Your boss, what is this for? And you're like, nah, you start getting, again, you start connecting them dots. Like my head, connecting them dots. And he's like, ah, that's going to lead to, you know, that's good. They got another special coming up. They got, oh yeah, I bet say Vengeance Day. That happened already. That's like Valentine's Day. Yeah. They got another we got great, IP. We got Great American Bash in, in two weeks. They need more matches for that. They only have, I think, two matches now. They they got, you know, the number one contender that we're going to talk about, as well as the NXT Championship matchup between Braun Breaker and Cameron Grimes. So they need more matches. Why not? We need more matches. Clap, 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 clap. Moving on um, swiftly. Backstage, speaking of a match or a feud that might get paid off in two weeks at Great American Bash, we go backstage to one of our favorite people on this show, Sat, which is, of course, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton has a vignette, and she discusses Wendy Chu. Uh, she talks about the, the way that she dresses and carries herself, and then look how frumpy dresses with all those onesies uh tiffany asks if true even knows how a gym looks or if she has an imaginary friend named jim um 
<laughs> Stratton is pissed at Wendy for screwing screwing her last week in her match against Fallon Henley and tells the Peter Pan reject to stay away from her. Tiffany says since she loves to she loves sleeping so much, she will put her to sleep for good. And then she ends the promo by saying, uh, we're done here. Toodles. <laughs> I love Tiffany Stratton. Give me Tiffany Stratton promos every single week. This girl gets it. I, I, I'm petitioning that SP3 puts on a blonde wig and starts writing Tiffany Stratton promos instead of SP Gacy promos. So if go away heat, you've got <laughs> hilarious. Because I was going to do it, but I thought it was too much. Too, and that's your thing. I, I want it to be your thing. It's a nice thing you got going on for the wrong person. Make it more entertaining with Tiffany. <laughs> Ew. Get, listen, go to Amazon, get a blonde wig, or your partner may have a blonde wig somewhere for Halloween or something like that from hey, years ago, whatever. Me and my partner were Shawn Michaels and Sensational Sherry last there year. You go. So I you do have a blonde wig that I can get I can get to. It looks um, even more terrible than her weave. <laughs> <laughs> so you can make it work. It probably is. It probably is. I can break it work, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know. Send us some mocha chat. If you guys send us yes. enough mocha chats, I will do it. And I then I will I will also petition to NXT. I will tag NXT on Twitter and tell them give me more Tiffany Stratton promos. The only reason that I do Joe Gacy promos is because he gets a promo every week. He gets a promo every week. Tiffany Stratton doesn't. We need more Tiffany Stratton promos, and therefore, I will do Tiffany Stratton promos with a blonde wig. I also, we're not there yet. If, if we get Mocha Chat. Although we're not there yet, Homegirl's trying to come back next week. It's a bit awkward. You know when you've got a new fave right now, and then the old fave is trying to come back from a knee injury? Like, boo, we don't care about you anymore. We're in the Tiffany Stratton train right now. Ew. You want that old thing back? Um... <laughs> Next, we had the tag team match we were talking about earlier. Roderick Strong and Damian Kemp versus Legato Del Fantasma. Roddy uh, tags in on Damian Kemp early on, who gets beat beat on the ground by uh, Del Toro. So Strong has to slap Kemp some Kemp sense slap. into him to, to fire him up. Does, does Roderick Strong have to slap a biscuit? Um, basically, um, he starts <laughs> busting. I love this one. <laughs> Kemp starts busting out suplexes on both members of Legato Del Fantasma. The finish comes when uh, the referee is slightly distracted and two dimes accidentally trips Del Toro uh, with the crowbar, causing Roddy Strong to hit the rising knee strike on Del Del Toro for the win. This was short yet good action. All four guys are very good in the ring. Even Damian Kemp, he has a bunch of potential and then post-match we got two dives and stacks arguing with del toro and wild about whose fault the loss was but this is this is the thing sad this is the thing i was talking about earlier two dimes costing him the win and the look that stacks gave him they can use that as the reason why two dimes is now fired from the family and this is why michael hickenbottom is Book of the year. I'm gonna send. I got the image. I'll send it to you. Just to put it on the backhand, because I legit believe that. Because HBK blocks people saying negative things. I love you, HBK. Your booking is incredible. It's no sarcasm from me. So, Damon Camp got pimp slapped, but I feel like this match was a vehicle to showcase what he can do in the ring. He has slightly more charisma than his brother, who got no charisma doing this with an Olympic gold medal. Roddy was roddying up. Gunshot chops and backbreakers. And also, Damon Kemp did a nice elevated scoop slam. He just 
through a mofo. And also, Roderick Strong won with a flying knee. Roddy wins. Roddy wins. 2022 is no longer the year where we say, when has Roderick Strong won? He won this week. And Damon Kemp wins he, as well, He finally. still hasn't won a singles match on the show, but he won I, a tag match. Count. He won it's a tag it. match. He's won a match. Damon Kemp finally won a match. Go Diamond Mine. The Preed brothers need to know their role and shut their face. I'm tired mean, of disrespect. I'm tired. These brothers have, have a lot more wins in Where did it come from? They're a bunch of country bumpkins, amateur wrestling, and then he took them out of security. Who were they? The pair of fake security guards. No, no, let's, let's be real. Gold. Let's be real. Stokely Hathaway pulled them out of obscurity. Stokely and then Hathaway. who pulled Stokely out of obscurity? Roderick Strong did. What was he no, doing? He Sitting in catering no, after Veer and Sango went the separate ways? My guy was doing nothing. No. Stokely pulled Roddy. Roddy would quit, the, mean? quit the job. Roddy, he quit Roddy the quit. Yeah, he quit. And then one day he went, hey, sir, I see you eating catering. You see kind of nope. fly? My wife no, needs Malcolm, something. Malcolm was on TV. My Brazilian friend needs something. He, he, not he that was on ago. TV with, with Tyler Russ. Rust. Yeah, and then that was guy nowhere either. But guy could have done nothing. He goes, I'll take your Russ friend as well, sure. Yeah, he can join the group. Hi, hey, Hatchie Man, take these guys. And why? Oh, happened? that's a... That's a great, that's a great shout here. I will say, <laughs> that's a great shout <laughs> by Asia Head Booker Kid HBK. That's a great shout. Great, great comment. That might be the best comment that I see. And and he also put SP Stratton. Yes. <laughs> Send us those mocha chats. SP. Oh, we have now free. We got free. There you Finally. go. There you go. Uh, backstage, uh, Mackenzie interviews G- Giovanni Vinci, and Giovanni says he put Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes on notice, and he did it in style. And this, of course, you hear the word style, and you think one person. Well, you don't think him, but he thinks it. Incominjero <laughs> comes in, and who has he's been missing for weeks since I feel like since so Vaughn Wagner threw him in the crowd. Um, <laughs> Says that he has style, but does he have style strong? We will find out, apparently. Um, so I think we're gonna get Giovanni Vinci versus Ikamanjiro now. Okay, uh Dan, Mayor Painsville, I know in the chat. Please send us a mocha chat about your honest opinion about Giovanni Vinci, because I know it will be funny, entertaining. Maybe heartbreaking, but I know you got something on your mind. I want to use this opportunity. I want to be your voice. Voice your opinion. How do you feel that this guy, born in some part of Italy, but didn't really grow up there, is betrayed as an Italian? It hurts your soul. It burns your inside. Mayor Painesville, I want to hear from you. Um, you know what? It's a good first feud. Ikemen Juro's doing nothing. Uh, Veri Vinny, Vinci, uh, Giovanni can just kick, kick his arse, kick his ace. And move on and finally challenge Bron Breaker. We need more people challenging Bron Breaker. It comes to the point where the NXT title feels like a mid-card title because it never finishes the show anymore. It's just barely there. I feel like they have to meet the quota of Bron has to be on screen. Uh, Let him do a little pep talk to Cam. Like, that's what we're getting. There's, There's no heat, you know, behind the title. What's going on with the NXT title? It seems secondary to the A champion, which is the North American title. Uh, but we got somebody who, who has put in his stake, who has staked his claim to the NXT championship. And of course, I'm talking about former Intercontinental and U.S. champion Apollo Crews. And he had another vignette where he's writing in his journal or as Seth said, his diary again about being fearless. Apollo said, sees a guy who says, 
you wouldn't i wouldn't go down down there if, if i was you and he sees down the alley uh three black men are jumping one white man racism uh so creed uh so cruz dreams about beating the the black men up and saving the white man and then then back in reality <laughs> in racism Apollo ended racism. Yes, Apollo ended racism. Apollo, Apollo Cruz is the next Cody Devontae Rose. He solved well, racism. He's a reverse Before Cody. I, yes, I mean, the he's, he's an interracial. I mean, he's got biracial kids in the interracial. So, yeah, he did end it. There you go. In Nigeria. Then back in, back in, back in reality, which is CSI Nigeria, uh, Apollo <laughs> goes down the alley to do it in real life. I broke you. I broke you with CSI Nigeria. It, I, this, it does don't, look don't, like a... Don't the, ask the, me the for cinema, response. <laughs> You've done the it. Cinnamon, the cinematography looks like CSI. It looks like CSI. The flashback images. You know what? Don't ask me because write it out. CSI Nigeria. That is a strong point. That is... A, you know what? CSI, CSI Lagos because it's because that they do cities, so I'll give it to you. CSI Lagos. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No one else, no one else would have would have knew a city in Nigeria. That's why I appreciate you, Zach. I appreciate you. Um, but yes, I can't wait for the next episode of CSI. What was Lagos. it? Lagos. <laughs> Lagos. Lagos. <laughs> I'm teaching him stuff, guys. I love it. That's my brother right there. He's willing to learn. That's the great thing about it. He's like. It's, it's no Legos, like the block, like blockhead is Legos, L-A-G-O-S, Legos, Legos. CSI, you need to go Let's there, go. Take, 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 yeah, you know what, take, take the family there, you like it, you got nice beaches and stuff like that, you, you enjoy it, go, you know, to the root of thing, you know, the motherland. I, I don't, I don't know if I enjoy it by how Apollo Cruz is making it look. Oh, right. It's, it's people getting jumped in the streets, man, it's tough out here, but th- thankfully <laughs> Apollo Cruz is here. No, but okay, all right, I will say something. It's like a couple of weeks ago, we were super excited that Apollo Cruz is back. Why were we excited? Because he did a great fiery promo, then he had a match. Since then, uh, Jeremy Borash or, or, or Michael Hickenbottom is like, we, we, we need to do more. We need to, to uh, flesh out this. His motivation, his motivation was clear in that one promo. If he didn't do that one promo, sure, why not? But he did a great promo, but there's been no follow-up. And each week when we do CSI Lagos, we're like, what is this? Is he going to come back eventually? Is he going to do a thing where he goes to each town and he just does this thing where he's like, hmm, I'm going to beat up someone today. I'm going to beat up. No, <laughs> go back in the ring. Beat up Braun Breaker. He's lacking in opponents. I'm going to say this every week. Braun Breaker needs opponents. A kid's missing. Tiffany Stratton needs better weave. And Exion Queen is mind his own business. There we go. The consistent, the consistent bits and tropes of the NXT 2.0 review here on Russell Talk Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, back in the arena, back in real life, uh, Toxic Attraction, they make their entrance. Uh, Mandy gets on the mic and says that Roxanne Perez has been riding on her eye horse lately ever since winning the Women's Breakout Tournament. Gigi says uh, when the pressure is really on, she will realize that she's not on their level. JC Jane says that uh, ask Cora Jade how it is to fold under the pressure. She says on uh, she needs to get back on those bus rides and Perez that Perez 
Perez loves so much back to her hometown to put up pictures of real stars like Toxic Attraction. Rose says if she sticks around, her dreams will become nightmares and it's going to get real ugly. This brings out Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade to interrupt. Uh, Roxanne says she's on top of the world, living out living out your dreams when you do is better when you do it together talking about her and Cora Jade and after winning last week in the six woman tag team matchup Roxanne says as much as he wants to become NXT Women's Champion and she will become NXT Women's Champion she says she also wants to become NXT Women's Tag Team Champions with her best friend Cora which was called by this guy here. Uh, this brings out Caden Carter and Katana Chance to say uh, that the, the line for a title shot starts behind them. And they say Carter and Chance, uh, Cora and Roxanne said that Carter and Chance aren't, uh, well, no, first Carter and Chance said they aren't done yet. And Cora says they saw in your house and they looked pretty done there. That delivery, that delivery, right? We make fun of her. Listen, SB3 talks about her in-ring skill. What she lacks in in-ring skills, she makes up in vocal delivery. There's a reason why Darby Allen is still witness protection on social media. She'll flame you. She'll flame you hard. <laughs> you look done to me. <laughs> just ask, just ask Darby Allen. She she got them bars. Uh, this leads to a brawl between the baby faces and the officials come out to separate get everyone. Get I, I will say, Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez, they just served up Cora Kaden and, and Katana with those lies. Like, yeah, how many times have they lost? They've lost so many times, either getting close to the titles or losing in title matches. How dare they try to come out and try to jump the line or say the line starts behind them? Y'all lost. Y'all lost. Y'all get to the back of the line. Y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all not the front of the line anymore. Someone called your number. You filled out the application and the, and the application was wrong. So you had to go to the back of the line. It's like being at a DMV for these title shots. It, I mean, pretty, it is being like a DMV because everybody gets the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. So, but you got to get to the back of the line now. Not passed around like Laura Knight is a Vince McMahon. Ay, ay, ay. Boy, bueno. Boy, loco. So, uh, yeah, I'm liking Katana and Caden leaning more towards the hillside. I feel like they've done this before when expressing their frustration with the lack of opportunity. And the fact in the ma earlier match, they showed some mean streak. And then now doing this promo, they're saying they're tired of makeshift tag teams. And Roxanne Perez, no, stay away from Cora Hogan. She's just seeping her claws into her. She was manipulating poor, naive Roxanne. Because we all see how this is going to go. Potentially, Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade wins it. But Cora wins it because Roxanne won. Roxanne is the nucleus. And as soon as they lose the title, Cora's going to sick her in the face and say that you were the weak link all along and not I want to be by myself because I'm the true star. I already see where the feud's going. The tag title is Miss Elizabeth. This title is going to split them up. Their best friendship, I can, it's been telegraphed. I can smell it. I smell deceit. I smell backstabbing happening. And Roxanne, go for the title. It's right there. Now, who's going to challenge Mandy? I feel like I've been saying this every month. Who is going to dethrone Mandy Rose? I know who it is. Is it Indy Hartwell? No, it's it Donald Trump. It's Donald Rump. It's Booty Giuliani. Oh, She's coming no. back. We're oh, no. 
Oh, uh, but we got a few, a few. Other, thinking uh, so much, SP. <laughs> think like me, as in don't think at all. <laughs> well, we gotta talk no. about. Okay, I'm gonna talk about all of these segments in one. There was a couple of backstage segments around the next matchup. First, we had a backstage promo with Mackenzie interviewing Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Melo says that uh, to Trick, how he he asks him how he feels after putting Wesley in his place, and Trick says he feels great. Uh, Hayes says he will take business. He will take care of business tonight, and it doesn't matter if it's two stacks, two dimes, legato, elder. Colorado, Colorado. business is getting handled. That's what it is. And that's all it's gonna be. Um, <laughs> back from commercial, we get McKenzie interviewing Indy Hartwell. Kiana James interrupts to ask why uh, we are wasting time on Indy. James says that Indy lacks the mental fortitude to stand on her own. And Hartwell says no one cares about her opinion. So she right. challenges James to a match for next week. Kiana says, get ready for another failure. And Indy says, you sound real smart, but this is NXT 2.0 and no one likes a biscuit. Oh, listen, Kiana James, she seems to be doing well in her internship in the Alexander York Foundation, losing as to more points because that's all they ever did in WCW. Uh, it, it's kind of rich coming from her. She hasn't really done much and she's trying to come for a former tag team champion, a kind of a veteran in that women's division, Indy Hartwell, and she's bloody, she's bloody tall as well. Um, I'm a bit disappointed because I wanted Indy Hartwell to be the one to beat Mandy. It's just to say a thank you for her for for carrying, for being one half of carrying a great storyline that got ended because of budget cuts. <laughs> she was a great character, a great fixture. Every week she, she did it with the promos. She had a best friend, a tag team partner. She made everything hit. So I wanted Michael Hickenbottom to reward her. But like you said, Nikita Lyons is potentially going to win the NXT title. Oh, well, uh, Keanu James feud. I hope Indy wins. I hope it's not like a mini feud. Please, no. I, I mean, Indy, Indy Artwell, I think, is at the point where she's ready to be called up. More than more than how you 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 debated me about Wendy Chu last week, I feel Indy Hartwell is more ready because they, they've kind of expended on everything she can do. Indy Hartwell is more ready for the man. Hear me out. This is my go-to thing. Indy Hartwell with our truth Dance break. Step moving on. Uh, moving on. Earlier today, uh, we see... <laughs> We saw we saw Thea Hale arriving at at the Chase U dorm where she's rooming with Brody Haywood. Uh, Thea is a complete slob who just throws her clothes all around uh, after learning that they have co-ed dorms because she's rooming with Brody Haywood. Uh, Hale says they will be roomies and best friends, and she asks Brody if he is hungry. And Haywood uh, was sweating this entire time. So I don't know I what know he why. was doing before Hale got to the room. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at his, his 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 poster on the wall, and he was sweating all around his neck. I was like, I, I had to point that out. That was, but hey, they have co-ed dorms. This is like MTV Undressed. <sighs> if this was WrestleTalk After Dark, I'll be seeing a lot more salacious stuff. Because this is a PG show, um. This is the only thing I have to say. Bodie is like a young Bo Dallas. That's all I have to say. I do get Bo Dallas vibes. A blonde Bo, Bo Dallas, yeah. And I miss and Bo then, Dallas. They dropped the ball on that guy. He had potential. Uh, uh, you know um, what? He, he's, he's with your good friend, Miss Morgan. If you're nasty. Hey, he's, 
He's he's good with Miss Morgan. Um, he's living then, life. <laughs> and then finally, we see another uh, vignette from Nikita Lyons hyping her return, and we see her training. And they say she's given the ladies of NXT a seven day notice, and Lyon returns next week. Next That's week, quick. she's coming back. Booty That's Giuliani quick. is coming back. That's quick. Nikita with three Ks. That's quick. Was she ever that injured, or was it because specific specific thing happened in her political no, views? No, the injury happened before the political views came out. Them splits better not be splitting because them legs it looks a bit shoddy. Ask Roddy. Yeah, she better she better find a new finisher. Just do the roundhouse kick and just pin somebody. Don't no, don't do if, the the splits anymore. Isn't the splits like the coup de gras? It's meant to be like the people's elbow. It's just kind of like a, a, a cherry on top. She can stop using the cherry. We're, we're fine with the whipped cream. That's my analogy. Whipped cream's fine. Uh, <laughs> then the matchup that I said was, uh, was in the middle of all those backstage segments. We had Cameron Grimes versus Idris Anofe. This is following up from last week's tough love that he gave Idris and Malik Blade after their NXT tag team title match. Uh, both men traded pinfall attempts and show off their athleticism early on. Anofi hits that beautiful drop kick on Grimes and he shows more aggression after the tough love from last week. Uh, Grimes hits a Huracan Rada, the penalty kick, and then a cross body for two. Cameron is also showing more aggression, kind of Believe in his own hype, taking his own advice. Uh, but Anofi tells him to bring it on. Uh, they start trading strikes, ending with Idris hitting a rising knee strike off the bottom rope. Anofi busts out a cool Tope uh, Conhilo on Cameron to the floor. Grimes moves out of the way, though, of a 450 attempt. He hits a pendulum, uh, Uranagi, and then he follows up with the cave-in for the win. I thought that this was a really good like five- to six-minute sprint. Both guys that got to show off their skill and athletic in the ring and Cameron Grimes he's another one that just is ready for the main roster so if he if he isn't if like we said last week they kind of tease had him lean towards being a heel but this week he leaned back into more of a babyface role but if they're not going to have him win the title or turn heel yes just put him up on the main roster because this guy always delivers in the ring post-match Grimes gives uh Idris uh, another pep talk and he shakes both his and Blade's hand uh, after that later on in the night we get a backstage segment where Braun Breaker approaches Cameron Grimes and tells him that he has a lot of heart Braun says that that's the Cameron Grimes he's looking forward to facing at Great American Bash and Grimes says he doesn't think so because if this Cameron Grimes shows up he's Ooh. leaving with the NXT championship Gosh, Cameron Grimes it. For all we said about him versus Carmelo Hayes not sounding, you know, the best Cameron Grimes, he sounds so much better going against Broad Breaker. 110%. He, he had an Adam Cole energy. He was just flaming him, <laughs> exposing him for what it is. Uh, did you say Tope Con Carne, like a chili con carne? Or the... Tope Con Hilo. Close enough. Close enough. Um, would you say this was uh, Edris Inofi's best match of his career thus far? Yeah, his best singles match for sure. Yeah, I think that's where they trusted him more than Malik Blade. No offense to Malik Blade, you sent him off the top rope. So they went with Idris Nofe. We seem to be over a safe hand. Um, the match was good. It kind of reminded people, including myself, that Idris Nofe, he's got a lot of potential. Another six months, whoo, you can heat him up. Although I do like his tactics with Malik, all they need is direction. 
They've got the moves. They've got the charisma. They just need a tag team name, similar gears, and motivation. Why is your motivation as a team? Why should we care? You know, that's that's what's missing. It's just, just a tag team. L O they need to be attached to a wrestler. I feel like they either either give him a, a gimmick or something that you know. Sorry, my, my face is itching. Just in case you're thinking, why is he touching his nose a lot? Is gosh, touching my nose. Um, Cameron Grimes, a new team, or give him a gimmick. But either way, it showed why Idris Anofi is one of the the best young up and comers. It showed why Cameron Grimes is one of the best overall wrestlers in WWE. Should be in the main roster. The main roster is like lacking. I mean, if you got if you got theory as your young young boy at the moment, <laughs> oh man, bring on more young guys. Cameron Grimes is that guy. So yeah, I enjoyed the match and I enjoyed him flaming Brom Breaker. No offense, I'm I am still a Brom Breaker fan, but how he's been booked, I feel like he might potentially be the worst worst NXT champion based on how he's been booked. The quality. Listen, when are you? Where's the last time you're hyped about Brom Breaker? To, you know, Rain feud. I can't wait next week. I know this is not NXT Black and Gold because we're trying to be positive, but even in the new 2.0, Champa made it feel like something. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, who people have been flaming for the last few years, made it feel like something, and then it goes back to Brom Breaker, and you're like, oh, oh, Bron's here this week. Yeah, he hasn't walked out into his car again. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, SP? In that regards, since 2.0 started in their short lineage, he's not the most exciting champion of the three we had, which is Champa, I mean, Ziggler, I mean, and himself. It's only been three. And he's been two of the well, he's it's been four championships, and he's been four, he's been two of the four. It's the Joe Gacy effect. Coming out of it did not look good. He's still rehabilitating. Oh I will not hear this Joe Gacy slander. It's not his fault that Braun Breaker doesn't have a lot to him. He doesn't have a lot to him. He's a guy and is exposing who has him. factor and has this aura to him. But on the mic, he's still getting his feet wet. He's still green. He's better than his father. I'll give him that. He's better than Rick Steiner. I'll give him that. But he's getting close to Scott Steiner level. He just needs to amp up the intensity and be more intelligible. Well, in a match I don't want to say much about, we had Von Wagner versus uh, Jensen. I, I yes, Jan Wagner versus Brooks Jensen. I think Tempest put it right. There probably isn't a better a better combination to make no one interested in than Von Wagner versus Brooks Jensen. Uh, Jensen hits an early spin he, spinning heel kick to show something new, but Wagner attacks his injured masturbation hand. Uh, Jensen makes a brief comeback, but Wagner catches him off the top rope, dropping him on the injured hand. Von then hits his AA variant for the win this was bland this was lame this was a basic developmental match and then post-match mr stone and sophia cromwell come out to celebrate with wagner while briggs and henley come out to console jensen i okay i believe the young wagner or von if that's your government name he comes across as a believable monster he comes across as someone's too stupid to know how dangerous he is uh brooks jensen i call him bull mcgillicuddy He's the son of Bobby Cannon, and it kind of looks a bit like Michael McGillicuddy circa NXT. So you put that two together, you get the blandest of blands. I like McGillicuddy, sorry, uh, Curtis Axel, so let's not diss on him. Brooks Jensen's not it. He's dressed like a discount smoking gun. He looks like Billy Gunn before the vitamins. He is not it. 
I'm sorry. Put him with Gacy. He's the one that'll suit more being with Gacy. You know, he, he his, his dad was easily, you know, led in a cult, is in the blood. He was easily led into being a truth commission. He's easily led by Big Boss Man. Eh, it's in the blood. Let him be led in by Joe Gacy. Uh, Von you said the word. You said the word. You said the word. You said his name. So <laughs> we're going right into it. It's time. It's time. It's SP Casey time. Love is blind. The grass is greener on the other side. Back in a dark room backstage, it's Joe Gacy and the Dyad. I uh, ready? Are you ready? You ready for this? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. I offered each one of you purpose, and you have surrendered yourself to me. You left everything you once known behind, your home, your family. All aspects were laid to rest in a realm where everything was measured by fame and championships. When you discovered that it was all just a pipe dream, you found yourself questioning your own abilities. You were planning on packing and going home, but I was there for you. I was the one who showed you the light that is inside of you. You were reborn, ready to take on the world, and you no longer look at yourselves the same. You may have tasted gold before, but without tension, gold is flavorless. When you return to that same glory, the fruit of your labor will be delicious because it will be cultivated by an unmatched strength now that you two have come together under my guidance. Love is blind. The grass is greener on the other side. Okay, but this was the biggest red herring that he was talking to the Grizzled Young Veterans. They they were they tasted gold before the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. They were thinking about leaving and packing home. You saw the social media post by James Drake and Zach Gibson. But it was Joe Gacy that kept them here. How dare you try to slander Joe Gacy? All he does is good for other people. He saved us from losing the grizzled young druids. I got, I got a surprise for you. Um, continue talking for a few seconds. I'm going to step out of the room and I'm going to grab something and come back. Do you want to be surprised? Sure, go for it's it. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'll, it. I'll be back, guys. I'm legit. Yes. It's a great surprise. You're going to see. You're going to see it. Hey, all, all I know is that Joe Gacy is talking to Zach Gibson and James Drake. I think this was the biggest clue that we got. Like, everything that he said, if you really read between the lines of everything, it was a very much a foreshadowing that these two are going to be revealed as Zach Gibson and James Drake. You can let us know what you guys think. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Do you think we are gonna re- they're going to be revealed as the grizzled young druids? <laughs> it's been weeks. I've been trying to hide from this 
But SB Gacy, you're right. Your way of thinking is correct. I've been wrong the whole time. I am officially a dyad. Yes, guys, it's me. It was me all along. It was me, Gacy. It was me, SB, all along. This moment in our in our history doing this podcast, you have come to the other side. You realize that the grass is greener on the other side. I'm with you, man. Like you, you, you know, I, I was trying to hide it, but I go to sleep every night. My bathrobe, I've had this for years, was calling me. It said, "It's your calling." <laughs> Did not ignore what he's saying. You've been preaching, and now I'm converted. Love is indeed blind. Grass is indeed greener on the other side. SB Casey, I'm with you. You are the spiritual king. You're the king dingling. That's why I bought you your birthday present because I do believe in you. I do. Yes, sir. I serve. But v. you, you realize you. Re- I brought you to the light. You have come under my guidance. SP Gacy as his first member of the dyad. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Sat. Thank you, Sat. Sat Gibson. Sat Gibson, we appreciate you and we welcome you into the dyad. Thank you, sir. Ooh, this is warm. I'm in. I'm oh in. Oh my god, that was great. You need to bring that every week. Every week. <laughs> when I put up the graphic, it gives you enough time to put up to put on the. You know what? When you're cutting the promo, I went to myself. Wait, I actually have a bathrobe that actually looks like it. So I didn't want to leave in the middle of cutting the promo. You're like, oh, is he gonna come back? So it was awkward. Also, at one point, I tied my my uh, my my bottoms to this. So it took me a long time to get out of it. So I was like, oh, man, bless SP. He's trying to, like, kill time. And I'm, like, caught up. I legit was, like, trying to run. And I was caught up with this. I was like, oh, no. But, yeah, I'm in, man. I'm all in. I'm a, I'm a dyad, man. I'm a dyad. SP Gacy, you are the way. We I welcome you. you. We welcome you into the dyad. Grizzled yes. young sat. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was great. That was great. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I think someone put in the chat, yes, King of the North. Says, welcome to the Wrestle Talk monthly highlight montage. Yes, that has to be a part of it. Mods, please, please make it sure it's a part of it. Um, Alpha Fire versus Lash Legend. What's next? Oh, I still can't get over that. Uh, Legend <laughs> used her strength to her advantage throughout while Fire used speed and her in ring expertise. Uh, Alba avoided a corner pump kick and hit the firebomb before heading to the top row for the Swanton, but Lash moved and grabbed her back to hit Fire in the throat for the DQ. This was just an angle. This wasn't much of a much of a match at all, and it wasn't very good for how it lasted. You know what? I feel like this has been a recurring theme since um, Kaylee Ray became Albert Fire. I, I wrote in my notes, which me and you've talk, talked about, of all the revamps they've had in NXT 2.0, uh, for me, Kaylee Ray has been the best. Because before that, if someone asked me, oh, so what, what's, what's a Kaylee Ray? She she's a wrestler from Scotland and she's had a title for a long time. She wrestles really good. Okay. But if you ask me what's Alba Fire, she's a fire pervert. So, you know, like there's something there. Like she's obsessed with fire. Her hair looks great. Her presentation has improved drastically. She's got, you know, mystical music and you know the, the bats on fire. Unfortunately, she was silly enough not to use it first. And now we may get a baseball bat on the pole match 
between Albert Fire and Lash Legend because she's a basketball player and she's tall. She's got advantage. Oh, how about that? <gasps> oh, like God. An honor poll, an honor poll match. That's what Seth trying to get you excited for this feud on. I don't, I don't understand why this feud needed more than one match, but here we are. And Seth just came up with a good idea. I, I will say that's probably what they're, where they're going with this. And then finally, we got our main event for the North American Championship: Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Tony D'Angelo with Stacks, Two Dives, and Legato Del Fantasma. Last call for Mocha Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Let us know what you thought about the newest member of the Dyad, as well as the rest of this show. Uh, Carmelo played the babyface in this one for the most part because he's the more athletic of the two. Who was using high flying moves? D'Angelo having the numbers advantage as well with the entire family at ringside at one point they got on the apron and trick got on the apron on the other side and he brought his ass right back down <laughs> when the rest of the family got on the apron he was like nah i'm good now nah, you good you good on your own carmelo um mellow looked on the verge of winning when tony d pulled out a double leg takedown and then rolled through into an overhead suplex that was actually the most impressive thing he did in this matchup right uh, but this was this was more about the whole family storyline like you said earlier carmelo hayes is kind of like the third party the third wheel in this story because the finish saw uh with two sacks, distracted the referee, and then Santos Escobar had his brass knuckles. Uh, Tony D told him and demanded him to pass it to him, but instead he passed it to Mello, and Mello blasts D'Angelo with the brass knuckles to get the win and to retain the North American Championship. This was a decent enough match uh, that really just progressed the D'Angelo family storyline in an interesting way, but it wasn't really about Carmelo Hayes having one of his great matches here. Santos turned on Tony. I did not see that coming at all. He trusted him with a knuckle duster not to betray him. I did not see that at all. Okay, here's an issue I slightly have with Tony D. I love me some Tony D. But for a guy that's meant to be scary, he comes across very cartoony. I think it's because we've got a head of the table that plays a similar character, but more threatening. He looks like he's going to be the dawn of the 24-7 division. No offense. And also, another thing I've noticed, the Performance Center teaches you basic wrestling moves. I guess it's up to you if you want to expand upon it. Besides that cool suplex he did, which is like a reverse Chaos Theory or reverse Gable Plex, besides the suplexes, He's very basic in the ring, Tony D'Angelo. For a guy that's been wrestling for yeah. as long as he has, which is kind of same as like Eno, you know, Enofe and um Malik Blade and and Solo Sokoa. If no offense, Solo Sokoa comes from a uh, from a prestigious family. Grayson Waller, I don't know. Of all the guys that's getting pushed right now, he's the one that has the least exciting moves. He's all character, I guess. Hey, but when you take away the taunting, the character aspect, and when he has to wrestle. <sighs> He does okay, but he doesn't blow me away. And I want him to do more. And I want the character to be vicious because he comes across very cartoony. Santos, for me, is... Because I've been speaking Sunshine's as Santos. Santos, for me, is the real deal. It seems like doing a feud with this guy is like a comedy feud. No offense. It's kind of like, with our truth to be like? I owe you some money. I got you some biscuits. I got you some fish. I know you like fish. Like, I don't see him being... He's not a threat. I can't envision him being... He needs to be saying vicious. Even when he attacked Pete Dunne, I was like... uh. It's like a school year bully kind of thing. Like, eh, pissed in your cornflakes. <laughs> it's not really threatening to me. It needs to be more, vi- it's not very vicious to me. Kind of like a gabagoo. 
even even when he was introduced to NXT 2.0, he was more of the character guy. In a way, the the best comparison that I can give him is he's Elias Samson in NXT. I think he's more of a guy that's going to translate better on the main roster than he ever will in NXT 2.0, especially when he's surrounded, when he's in the same class as Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller and Solo Sokoa, who are all delivering good to great matches in the ring. He's going to look like the guy that has the the least amount of skills in the ring. Even someone like Braun Breaker, who you said his criticism, most of your criticism is about his character and his promo work. It's not him in the ring. Him in the ring, despite being green and making mistakes from time to time he has that intensity in the ring that makes up for that and d'angelo doesn't yeah but besides that uh carmelo hayes he was the highlight of the match and like we mentioned uh a very cool suplex by uh tony d but uh yeah it was more of an angle i hope next week it finally comes to a head we finally know where electric uh electric is i'm worried if it's vince russo booking this it would be like Team Canada and Misfit in Action, where Electra turns on uh, Legado and sides with the family. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope the reason why we haven't seen her is like she's gonna be a fake camera woman or something like that, and she chucks the nuts oh, to give them. I hope not. I hope. I hope it's something at least a little interesting. But we gotta get to the Mocha Chats. But before we do that, Sat, let's put our thumbs in the middle. Thumbs in the middle for this episode of NXT 2.0 in three, two, one. Once again, two weeks in a row. I'm putting it straight in the middle. This was one of their bang average shows. I really liked Anolfe and Cameron Grimes. I liked the story going on with the D'Angelo family and the fact that it was progressed, even though it was progressed in the most obvious way possible. I like Joe Gacy, of course, and the dyad and you being a member of the dyad. I'm sure you agree, but it wasn't a thumbs down show it wasn't a thumbs up show it was just right bang average I, I'm, I'm with you on that there was a couple of highlights but it was just a an average show where it, it didn't offend but it didn't excite if Apollo Crews was wrestling who knows the thumbs could have probably went up but there wasn't enough of that at all It's now the portion that we've all been waiting for. We actually have enough mocha chats to actually make it as a segment. My goodness, it's been weeks of droughts. And also, guys, just to remind you, I'm saving the best for last. The Maud Roll Call, which I've been trying to make a thing, is happening after this. So here we go. Mocha chats. We have Mars, Mars Lart. Uh, I feel much saner since I gave up on WWE and only watched wrestling that doesn't leave a bad aftertaste. I mean, they've clearly changed his name to, to prevent people from searching. Jordan Devlin, speaking out, despicable company. But what do you expect? What do you expect, SP? I, yeah, I don't. Uh, they had they they took away the people that they felt like had the biggest, you know things against them in the speaking out movement. And then they kept a couple of guys that, you know, we still remember was a part of that. And Jordan Devlin is one of them or JD McDonough. Yeah, there you go. Is that why they changed Alba Fire's name as well? Was she part of that? Was she speaking out as well? No, I'm no, kidding. No, I'm now, kidding. now they can't, now they can't search Jordan. Devlin. They're going to be like, who that? We don't know any Jordan Devlin. We don't got any Jordan Devlin here. There's a musician in the UK named Devlin. So if you're into like, you know, 
Garage or Grime. Devlin's a musician. SP's been here for three months. Oh, I need to teach him some stuff. Um, we got Tails P. He says, JD McDonough and Giovanni Vinci are the Finn Bella and Cesaro we have at home. You ever notice? Solo does the corner turn around spot like he's going to do a stink face, tongue out and everything. He does. He does. When the pers- They did the whole thing where uh, the person dropped suddenly and he did that. He did it like his dad. That was a nice little shot. I like that. Of all the uh, of all the Usos, I guess he moves the most like Rikishi. I feel like put on some pounds and put on some thong. You got Rikishi 2.0 in because uh, he's stockier. He's stockier. He's stockier. And to answer your question, no, no, not every bold man with facial hair with a suit and glasses is Cesaro. Put some respect on Giovanni Vinci. I see optics wise, if you're in a coma for five years and you woke up and you watch NXT 2.0, you'd be slightly confused. But that is Giovanni Vinci, and he's very Vinny Vinci. And JD McDonough has got a big square head, SpongeBob square head. SpongeBob uh, Finn Balor, as we There we go. Tells me again. (laughs) Thank you again for donating. I'm waiting for Mandy to say she's done with all these little girls. Then all of a sudden, they ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor, top down, and we're ready to go. Bailey will be the new NXT women's champion oh bailey with the with the uh, wappy the flappy inflatable men yeah absolutely uh no i don't i don't think i think bailey is kind of above nxt especially this version of nxt 2.0 and ladies and gentlemen smackdown needs her desperately please don't don't do that don't do that don't do that to smackdown they when's when's the last time we saw bailey because i'm a bit worried if we haven't seen of a quiff doesn't mean she's grown her her hair long or or it me or it means that uh she's a little upset how they treated her best friend i'm just saying and also someone watch edge better not try put extensions like tiffany stratton and trying to be the old edge oh god billy billy gunn did it in 2003 he has weird extensions for some weird reason with jamie no please um heavy metal says mocha chat for sp strat i love it i love it i got i got i'm gonna find the blonde wig that's it i'm gonna find the blonde wig all we gotta do is make sure nxt gives tiffany stratton some promo time that's all we gotta hope for and the last save the last save the best to last it is Mayor Painesville's statement. It's the statement we're waiting for. Because this man, a dear friend of mine, lovely man. Dan's a lovely, lovely guy to have in your corner. Watch your back. Lovely man. We love to talk about themes. He is heavily invested in a German wrestling scene because he's German. And he's got ties to WXW. That's where Fabian Eichner, you know, cut his teeth. Or he cut his teeth in Alex Wright's wrestling company. But anyway, he's got affiliations with Gunther. He hates that name too. <laughs> Ludwig Kaiser, Dan hates that name too. He doesn't know who that is. So, Dan, this is from Dan. Hey guys, Giovanni Vinci, born in Northern Italy. He quickly moved up north and ended in Bavaria, Germany, where he learned from Alex Wright. The region where he grew up, Tyrol, is much more Austrian than Italian. He's going to make it work, but I hate it. Ah! I love the ah. Yes. 
As it was in exclamation marks. I had to make it work. I had to show you guys Mayor Painesville Dan's pain. Every time he looks at the screen, he's like the godfather. My boy, look at my boy. They massacred my boy. Why would they do that to my boy? Yes. Why would they do that to my boy? First it's Gunter. He's like, oh no, Gunter. But let let Gunter live. He's getting some action. Those abs are from action. Ginny is his trainer. And then Ludwig Kaiser always had abs, but you know, he looks like he grows extra abs throughout the days. You know what I'm saying? And Vinny, Vinny, Vinci, Giovanni's facial hair. Mod roll call before we forget, guys. Seem the best two last. Sorry, SP, gotta do this. <clears throat> we highlight the unsung heroes behind the Wrestle Talk pod. That is our mod. We talk about Blue Wench Order. Shout out to Mod Brother Mad. Shout out to Mod Brother Rob. Shout out to Mod Brother Zach. Shout out. Oh, he put some extra for that. Because Zach Robinson does music. You get it. Put out. Shout out to Mod Brother Devin. And shout out to the mother of all mods. The loveliest. One of the hardest working individual. I have a pleasure of interacting with this woman from time to time. And she does a job really great. I appreciate you always. Jenna, me and SP3, we love you. I try to do my best not to be, you know, an ace hole, but this is for you. Mud mother, you write a tight ship. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Yes, Sat. So we talked about your favorite blockhead uh, during the brickhead live review. <laughs> why is his head, about... bro? But why is his head bigger than his body? He's like that. Was it? What's that character? Is it Zerg? There's a character in X Men, wherever you know the, the one. The one he's carried by a machine. He's in that compactor thing, guys. You know what I'm talking about. You come about nerds out there. You know what I'm talking about. He's a character. He he's like he's very brainy. Like he, he looks like a brain, and he can control things. He's very big. Yeah, he has a big head. I'm speaking now. He just by his needs big a head. pinky so he can be the brain. I can, I'm gonna speak pinky up by his big head. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't get enough of us, that insulting uh, JD Mc, McDowell, McDonough, McDonough, it's McDonough, 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 McDonough. I don't know. I don't, I don't care. Uh, they what? do. They do. <laughs> your, the professionalism in you will burn yourself. You can't say JD McDonough. Because the GH is silent. JD McDonough. Yeah. JD McDonough. Yeah. McDonough. <laughs> like, I said it. He said, like, I said it. I'm proud of him. He's been in the UK, stuck in there for three freaking months. That's what happens. Three freaking months. It makes you English. Go on, mate. Say it again. JD McDonough. No, yes. no. Nah. Yes, it, it, it's getting yes. to my daughter. My daughter doesn't call French fries French fries anymore. She calls them chippies. Yes. <laughs> oh God! I was like, I was like, I was like, this is French fries. You will learn English. No, she's learning learn the Queen's English. English. No, no, no. She don't watch the football. Learn. Daddy won't watch the football. American. 
Your blood, your blood is red, white, and blue. Not anymore. God save the queen. Thanks for wait Wade Barrett's intro. You used to like that. God save the queen. Do, 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 do. See, we're going full circle. We're talking about talking about kids, and he brings up Wade Barrett, the commentator for Adam. That was good. Did I do the intro well? That that song did it sound? Do you recognize it? You did. Such a generic ass song. I'm sorry. Past that, the guitar licks get lost somewhere. So messy. Well. Sat, you don't get the opportunity too many times to talk about the other company, EEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, all that good stuff. This weekend is Forbidden Door before we wrap up this outro. If That's there was one match, one match uh, that that you would want to see at uh, Forbidden Door it, that's not happening, that, oh. that's not happening, what would it be? I'm assuming based on uh, um, the announcement... Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. I'm going with a safe option. Or Andrade versus anyone. I think Andrade that's still happening. Hiromu. I think there's a chance that that's happening. Okay, Andrade and Hiromu. I like right. that. I, I would have went with Andrade and Tensei Naito. See, I failed the mark. I was so close. <laughs> but you know what? You were close. <laughs> No, 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 no. Let, let, me, let, me, let me bring it. Let, let, me say, 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 let me say myself. <gasps> Roosh. And Tetsuya Naito. Ah, save myself. Oh, good. Should have went with uh, Andrade and Roosh versus Naito and Aromu. You should have made it better. You should have added two yeah. more people. And Sonata tries to get into the match, but he gets injured along the way, as always. Absolutely, because he has no personality. But this has been the Mocha 2.0 edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We appreciate all y'all for always listening on your Wednesdays, for watching. If you're a member, if you're a Patreon backer, me and Sat love you, and we will see you next Wednesday right here on the Mocha 2.0 edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Sat, say the line. We're out of time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.